0: Hi everyone, it's your host Ben Salama, and welcome back to another Let's Talk Sports podcast. We have made it through another NFL season and we are back at the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and Eagles in what should be a great game. Super Bowl LVII or Super Bowl 57 comes down to this. Arguably the top two teams in the league come head to head to decide the league's champion. The Eagles are back in the big game just five years after their historic run in 2018 when they beat the Patriots 41-33 for their first ever Super Bowl. The Chiefs are becoming a household name when talking about the Super Bowl, as they are shaping up to be similar to the 2010s Patriots. The Chiefs made it back to the conference championship for the fifth season in a row, and in all five of those years, Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback. Mahomes earlier today won his second NFL MVP, and it's likely that wasn't his last in his career. While he has only won Super Bowl championship over the Niners, he has plenty of experience under the brightest lights. Mahomes has thrown 32 playoff touchdowns since 2018, his first season as a full-time starter, and no other quarterback has more than 17 in that span. His high ankle sprains seem to cause problems with mobility against the Bengals, but with two more weeks off, he said that he expects it to be a small hindrance on his game. Interestingly enough, Super Bowl 55 is when the Chiefs were last in the big game against the Buccaneers, which they lost 31-9. to Mahomes tried playing through an injured toe, and while he made some magic plays like he always does, he was sacked three times in the blowout loss. The Chiefs' path to the Super Bowl might seem easy on the surface to many. Their path was actually quite the opposite. They only lost three games all season, one to the Bengals, one to the Bills, and one to the Colts. The Chiefs got revenge over the Bengals in the conference championship game, winning by a margin of 3 points. The Chiefs had lost to the Bengals the 3 times previous, all by 3 points, but they found themselves the rights on the right side this time. Mahomes was 29 of 43 for 3,26 yards and 2 touchdowns. He didn't throw any interceptions, but was sacked 3 times by a very underrated Bengals D-line. However, they don't compare to the league's best front in the Eagles. The Bengals' interior D-line, led by D.J. Reeder, stopped the Chiefs' ground attack, holding them to 42 rushing yards and 2.1 yards per carry. Andy Reid was unfazed and decided to attack the Bengals through the air, which paid off. Former Packer Marquez Valdez-Scantling led up the Bengals' secondary with 116 yards and a touchdown, giving the league's best tight end, Travis Kelsey, a backseat, although he contributed with 78 yards and a touchdown of his own. Isaiah Pacheco struggled to find running Rube on the ground, but contributed in the air with 59 yards. With the Chiefs getting former first-round pick Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back for the big game, Pacheco might have fewer carries, but he has established himself as the Chiefs' lead back, and his ability to make an impact out of the backfield will be highly necessary against a well-coached Eagle defense that will key in on Kelsey. With 418 first-down receptions since 2018, Travis Kelsey ranks first among tight ends. Kelsey won well over 1,000 receiving yards this season as he continues to excel in a surefire Hall of Fame career. His 25 targets over the first two playoff games show how much Mahomes relies on his tight end, and rightfully so. The Eagles have two of the league's best backs in Avante Maddox and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, so don't be surprised if the Eagles pick a linebacker and double Kelsey on passing downs. Defensively, the Chiefs' defense did just enough to secure the win against the Bengals after cornerback Jalen Watson secured a clutch interception. It seems the Chiefs might have had the best 7th round in NFL draft history after drafting both Isaiah Pacheco and Jalen Watson. The Chiefs' front seven have been strong all season as they ranked 8th in the NFL at the end of the regular season in rushing yards allowed. All-pro defensive tackle Chris Jones, who was tied for 4th in sacks during the regular season, is one of the league's premier in interior defensive lineman. His matchup with arguably the league's best center Jason Kelsey and Pro Bowl guard Landon Dickerson will be watched closely all game. Linebacker duo Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are two of the league's most promising defensive players as they both almost doubled their tackle totals from last season this year. There's no secret that the Eagles have lots of success running the ball so the Chiefs front guys need to play like they have been. Their Chiefs three losses all came when they lost a the turnover. Battle, it seems not rare, but the Chiefs' defense are on a streak of 8 straight games with at least 1 turnover forced, with 10 of their last 11 games with at least 1. The Chiefs didn't stand out in any categories in terms of interceptions, but the matchup to watch will be LeJarius Sneed vs. A.J. Brown, or whoever guards him, because he is on a cold streak and wants to take over this game. One of the league's best receivers against single coverage, I expect the Chiefs to shade a safety on his side and force Hurts to check it down to Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard. We'll now move on to the NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are back in the Super Bowl five seasons after they shocked the world when a backup quarterback in Nick Foles took down the GOAT in one of the best Super Bowls in the past decade. This Eagles team is full of underdogs, and you can't go far without mentioning third-year standout Jalen Hurts. I'm biased, and as an Eagles fan, Hurts was deserving of the MVP award. This is no hate to Mahomes. He's an amazing player and is the best at his position in the league. But I felt that Hurts was the most valuable to his team. And what data point to use, then his 16-1 record as a starter this season. He hasn't looked perfect in the playoffs, but can you blame him? The game script in both games took the ball out of his hands early in the second half. Many people's fantasy football MVP dominated both throwing and running the ball. His dual threat ability is something any defense has difficulty game planning for. Possibly his most valuable aspect is his mere six interceptions in the entire season. With only one game with multiple interceptions, he takes care of the ball. The Eagles' path to the Super Bowl has been what some would call a cupcake ride to the championship. They took down the New York Giants 38-7 to in a game where they ran for over 250 yards and then beat the quarterbackless list 49ers 31-7 in the conference championship game. Regardless of what people say about the Niners' offense, the Eagles offense still put 31 points on the Niners' healthy defense. Hurts only threw for 121 yards, but the 148 yards and four scores on the ground ultimately gave the Eagles the victory. The Eagles lost three games this season, two of which Hurts wasn't playing in, but their offense turned the ball over nine times over those three games compared to four turnovers forced in the same three games. Similar to the Chiefs, winning the turnover battle will be key. Against the Giants, Hurts only threw for 154 yards, but the outburst of running back Kenneth Gainwell for 112 yards helped keep drives alive. Running back Miles Sanders was nominated for the Pro Bowl this season after achieving a career-high in rushing yards and is the Eagles' main guy in the backfield. Receiving duo A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith is one of the league's best, and their 1,496 and 1,196 receiving yards respectively back that up. Regardless of how many times the Eagles drop back, the Chiefs' corners will have their hands full. While he's no Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard is a beast in his own right, with over 700 yards and a touchdown against the Giants in the divisional round. The Chiefs will have to keep eyes on him. Defensively, why wouldn't you want to start with their defensive line? With the third most sacks through the first 19 games of the season... Of all time, only trailing two of the 1980 Chicago Bears teams, the Eagles front play have been simply dominant. So far, they have four members of the line with 12 or more sacks. They are Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, and Brandon Graham. The Chiefs O-line is no joke, but has any O-line contained these guys? The Eagles have one or more sacks in all but one game this season, and they have six or more sacks in five of their last six games. Their linebackers are T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White, who are about average compared to the rest of the league, but they both continue to improve in the run game. Their secondary was dominant too, as they allowed the fewest passing yards in the league. To make that mark even more impressive, they were playing with the lead in what seemed like every single game. C.J. Gardner-Johnson led the team with a league-high six interceptions and did that while missing a few games late in the season. The other slot back for the Birds is Avante Maddox, who made a return against the Niners and helped shut down the Niner offense cornerback duo of Darius Slay and James Bradbury was one of the league's best, and Slay was nominated for the Pro Bowl this season. We'll now move on to two keys to the game for each team. Or, in other words, what does each team need to accomplish to give them the best chance of bringing home the hardware? First off, the AFC champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. The first key to the game is find ways to move the ball on offense other than Travis Kelsey. Make no mistake about it, Travis Kelsey is the league's best tight end and anyone who disagrees doesn't watch enough football. Kelsey has been to eight straight Pro Bowls, has had seven seasons consecutively of over 1,000 receiving yards, and in those seven seasons has been named to an all-pro team. However, under the brightest lights, he will produce, but the Eagles will be keen in on him. The Chiefs need new acquisitions Valdez, Scantling, or Juju to come through and help them move the ball when Kelsey isn't open. The second key to the game, force the Eagles to pass. In the Eagles' two playoff games, they've run for over 400 yards, including four touchdowns against the league's best run defense in the Niners. The Chiefs flat out weren't good against the run this season. In the Chiefs' 19 games this season, they've allowed under 100 rushing yards seven times. My magic number for the Chiefs is 150. If they can hold the Eagles rushing attack to under that, they will have forced the inexperienced QB Jalen Hurts to pass. Next, the NFC champs, the Philadelphia Eagles first key to the game is let Hurts cook. Yes. I know it's cliche, but this guy has had one heck of a season. And why take the ball out of his hands? He's earned his chance to show the whole world what he's about. Nick Sirianni must show his full confidence in their franchise guy. And if Hurts can get his passing game going in the first quarter, this offense has demonstrated time and time again how difficult they are to stop, especially for a below-average run defense in the Chiefs. My second key to the game for the Eagles. Big risk bigger reward. In other words, this Eagles team must play aggressively on both sides of the ball. Let's look back five years into the past at Super Bowl 52. Eagles Patriots. The Patriots came in as favorites. With a much more experienced quarterback, it seemed like a walk in the park. One of the main reasons the Eagles came away with the victory was their aggressiveness. Possibly the best play in Super Bowl history, the Philly Special, gave the Eagles the first half advantage they could ride with to the end. Fast forward to Super Bowl 57, Sirianni needs to keep his offense on the field for fourth and ones, he needs to let Hurts give A.J. Brown chances in single coverage, and defensively, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon needs to bring the heat. Get Mahomes uncomfortable, get sacks, don't let him sit back there in the pocket and slice up the defense. And now, one of the best segments of the podcast, my X Factor for each team. This guy flies under the radar sometimes, but his performance can ultimately dictate how that team performs. We'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs. My X-factor for the Chiefs is rookie running back, 7th round draft selection, Isaiah Pacheco. In the last few weeks of the season, it seemed Jarek McKinnon might run away with the Chiefs' backfield role. With a streak of six games with a touchdown, McKinnon was automatic. But recently, 7th round draft pick, Isaiah Pacheco has taken back the role. Pacheco is a very explosive runner, capable of breaking off ADR touchdowns anytime he touches the ball, and is equally good in the passing attack. Another reason I picked Pacheco is a huge one. But first, let's flash back to February 2nd, 2020, Super Bowl 54, Niners-Chiefs. This was a Super Bowl the Chiefs were victorious in. But would that have happened if it weren't for Damian Williams, their running back at the time? I don't think so. Down 17-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs needed magic. And that magic came from Williams, who scored twice, once on the ground and once through the air. When the game was over, I was certain he would bring home the game's MVP. With 132 scrimmage yards and a pair of touchdowns, he was a key contributor. And why can't Pacheco do the same? He will need to have his A game against one of the league's best front sevens, but Pacheco is capable of producing for his team. My X Factor for the Eagles is wide receiver A.J. Brown. Brown brought his impressive resume to new heights this season, posting career highs in receptions and yards while making his second Pro Bowl. In the Eagles' one loss this season with Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback, Brown posted one of his worst stat lines in his career, hauling in one catch for a mere seven yards. Brown hasn't had his A game in the playoffs so far either. With seven catches for 50 yards over the two games he's played in, he hasn't played to his expectations. While he will say a win is a win in the playoffs, the Eagles need him to step up in a game as big as this. He is rated as one of the league's top five most productive players against single coverage out of all the wide receivers. He had four touchdown receptions of over 30 yards this season as he can go up and make circus catches. Last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, they passed over 40 times. And yes, their offensive strategy has changed drastically, but they still could be trailing or needing to score every possession to stay ahead, and the Batman better be ready. Here's my prediction for how Super Bowl 57 goes. The Eagles' experience gets to them as they fall behind early. Mahomes is cooking, and Kelsey is finding windows and using his run-after-catch skills. The Eagles' defense is on their heels, and soon, it's time for the halftime performance. The Eagles are trailing by three, but they turn it on in the second half by mixing runs and passes. The weak Chiefs front gets overpowered by the league's best O-line. It comes down to the wire, but in the end, the Philadelphia Eagles get another ring, beating the Chiefs 31-28, to as Jalen Hurts wins Super Bowl MVP, accounting for three touchdowns. Thank you for listening to my Super Bowl podcast. I hope you learned something new and will watch the game in a new way. I can't wait to review more games and possibly other sports too. I'll catch you all on the next Let's Talk Sports podcast. And this is Ben signing off. Peace.